You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Belly Up Sports. Got myself, Chet, and Tyler away with me tonight. Jacob, I think, is working overnight at Home Depot, so he won't be able to join us. Uh, how y'all doing today, boys? Uh, pretty good, but I think the, the majority of the country can go into this that uh, it's cold, whether you're getting snow, freezing rain, sleet. I mean, all the country's getting affected by this Arctic blast, so hopefully everybody's staying safe out there. I left When I left Baton Rouge yesterday, it was 70 degrees, <laughs> and by the time I touched down in Houston, it was uh, 55, and by the time I made it back here to Central Texas, it was 17. So oh it God. dropped a total <laughs> of what is that? three seasons, 50 degrees in a day. I like couldn't even touch the window of my truck. It was so cold when I was driving. Like it was one of those. I don't It was like ice. Like I just as I was going, the heat was just going higher and higher. The heated seats were coming on the windshield. I'm starting to see my breath in my car. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> I hear uh, the ice hitting the window right beside me right now. Yeah. When I pulled up last night, there was a little flurries. Of course, it was snowing this morning. Not a whole lot, uh, but enough to co- cover the ground, get the dogs all crazy running around. Um, couldn't really make a snowball, but I saw some kids across the street trying to make a snowball. Get snow You'll see the Bills fans car. pegging George Pickens or <laughs> yeah. Dante yes. Johnson with the snowballs. When they was so, I saw that. Uh, I was watching the game, and I mean, I guess if they would have scored there, it would have been a one-score game, but. They uh, he lays out in the end zone and it didn't really hit him, but he might he might have seen it coming, kind of affected there. I mean, what do you expect from Bills Mafia? They're jumping through tables, throwing snowballs at opposing players. Um, that was I don't want to get, do anything today, let alone play a football game. I mean, that's I think it said it felt like negative one in that stadium, which was yeah, to nothing. get hit on the turf in negative one degrees. I don't know if you if you noticed like uh yesterday which i guess it doesn't really apply to detroit game because it's in a dome but i i saw today a few players for the i think it was the bills exited with a concussion and they didn't look like hard hits but i think their heads slamming against the ground and how hard the ground was it just kind of added in added into that um and yeah. of course the miami and chiefs <laughs> game like that was even colder it just wasn't snowing i mean that's that's not football weather. I don't care what anybody says. That that I'm surprised they didn't move that game. Um, we got Neil checking in. Feels like minus seven right now in Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, that's uh that's not fun. Um that's why the Cowboys are heading to Cabo, like we said in our in, in our title for tonight's stream. Hey, Cowboys got to play inside. <laughs> yeah, they're lucky. Um because they I mean they got absolutely routed by the Packers. You know, of course, I was at Matty Ice's wedding. Congratulations. Didn't really get to uh, watch much of the game, but I, I tuned in, and it was like 27 to 7 at half. So it, either one of y'all watched that, and, I mean, what Jordan Love just took over. He's got Aaron Rodgers uh, over there. Yeah, it's just something about Jordan Love in the play, like Packers, quarterbacks in the playoffs. They just really take it off. I think that, you know, 
Everyone's going to talk about Jordan Love, but I think that Aaron Jones had himself a game two, three touchdowns. And that defense, mm-hmm. I mean, Dak Prescott did not look like himself in the regular season. It feels like Cowboys fans are just over him, especially in the playoffs. We'll see if they do anything with Mike McCarthy. The way that Jerry Jones was sounding, it might be sound like, you know, Mike McCarthy's going to be out the door. Uh, but, yeah, this is just – I'm sure that Cowboys fans are just so over this. It feels like it happens every year. But this was just an absolute rout. Like, last year, you know, the Cowboys uh, got out in the first round, but it was close this year. I mean, the Packers, they were the first seven seed uh, to do it in NFL history. Uh, and then, you know, they got a tough test coming up with San Francisco. Uh, but really like uh, what the Packers showed, you know, Romeo Dobes, however you say his last name, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't matter because uh, he's catching touchdowns. Yeah, is all he had over doing. 140 yards uh, and a touchdown to his name. Uh, so this was definitely a complete game by the Packers. I said it uh, two weeks ago before the season wrapped up. I was like, if I'm the Saints and they win the NFC South and they get to the playoffs and they end up – they would have been playing the uh, – uh, the Cowboys in New Orleans, I was not scared because, the, like I said, the Cowboys choke every time they get to the playoffs. Have they won? Have they got past the first round? Didn't they get to the second round a couple of years ago? Um, they did last they year. Lost. Maybe not. They, there was a time when they, they, they won that first round playoff game and everybody was losing their minds because it was the first time they had done it in years. Um, but, yeah, Dak choked. Do you see – Right, uh, Mike McCarthy and Dak leaving, or just one of them? Uh, Dak had a really good year overall. I mean, yeah, it's a shame he had a bad game. And, uh, I mean, they put up 32 points. Most of it was in garbage time. I, I don't think you could confidently say that you could start next season with a quarterback better than Dak Prescott. You know, you could put a little pressure on him, bring somebody in in free agency or in the draft, but... I think the team's pretty committed to him. But for Mike McCarthy, I mean, the defense just was not prepared. I know he's an offensive coach, um, and the offense was fine at most points of the year. But, you know, since he is the head coach, he has to have the team prepared, and and they just weren't. And, um, uh, you know, we've seen Dallas get to 10 wins a few years in a row now and and not make it any further. So I think the expectations are a little higher. I wouldn't be surprised to see – McCarthy go, but I would be very surprised to see uh, Dak Prescott leave. And I think you'll see a new running back next year because Tony Pollard just was really overshadowed. I can attest to that. (laughs) Yeah. Pollard was supposed to be the man. He's going to be starting in Carolina next year. Um, What's his – anybody know his contract? Is is it up? Was it free agent? Okay. That's what I thought. I mean, hell, Rico Dowdle, I feel like, was a better running back than he was. I think it's, Dallas will be looking at um, maybe Wisconsin's running back uh, and the Braylon Allen. Yeah, that would be a good draft. pickup. Yeah. Uh, well, the Cowboys are at home crying. You saw Skip Bayless throw that clip of him throwing away the jerseys with the automatic trash can lid closed every time before he threw another one in and he was had to rip it open. That just made, made the clip even better. Uh, he does that every season, so eventually he'll learn to just stop cheer for dallas uh but on the other side of things the texans just just handled joe flacco cj stroud said joe flacco you might be five and oh in division uh you know playoff games 
adios, sucker, because you, you're not doing it here in, in Houston. I mean, what, it was 47 to 14, 45 to 14. I mean, Stroud put on an absolute clinic, and now they get to, they get the uh, honor of facing the Ravens next week. So, I don't know. Um, it's going to be hard for the rookie quarterback to go in there against Lamar, but I think it'll be an absolute battle. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about that game, Texas second on the Ravens? It was a complete 180 what we saw a couple of weeks ago uh, when, you know, the Browns. It was it was a different situation. You know, well, they, they, didn't, they didn't have C.J. Yeah, Stroud. Yeah, they didn't have C.J. Stroud. Uh, pretty much it was most of their backups. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it was close going into the half. But it was the story of the weekend that all these wild card games, even tonight so far, it's 10 to nothing the last time I checked that the Bucks were up. Uh, but all these games have really not been close. You know, the Bills were able to run away. The the Packers, you know, it was 48 to 32, but in reality, that was a blowout too. And then the Chiefs uh, took care of business. Uh, but CJ Stroud is him and that defense, man. I mean, Derek Stingley Jr., too, like he made some real quality plays. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, you got yourself a, a running back. You know, Damian Pierce is, looks like he's getting trounced by Devin Singletary and Nico Collins. I mean, they oh, got yeah. all the. This is like one of the youngest teams. I said into the season that this was going to be a team to watch, and here they are making a playoff run. Uh, so I don't think that they're going to be too scared. You know, Baltimore, there's always every year that we look at it, like there's always that number one seat. One number one, one number one seat will go down because, you know, like Baltimore is hot, San Francisco is hot. It's like you rather, you know, play a game, get some momentum, and, you know, the number one seeds are – you know, it's good to rest, but you also want to keep your momentum up. Uh, so if you really want to pick what game's going to be closer, I mean, I think that Houston's got every shot to go in and beat Baltimore. I would love to see it. I mean, since I'm now an honorary Houston fan, since the Saints are apparently keeping Dennis Allen, I'm done with that poverty <laughs> franchise. Y'all can have Derek Carr. Y'all can have Dennis Allen. Uh, send Jameis to Houston to back up C.J. Stroud. And uh, let's rock, let's rock and roll. I mean, weather. I think it's going to play a factor into this. I don't know how long this Arctic blast is lasting. If it's going to be, it's going to be Baltimore cold, next but not snowing. Okay. I mean, C.J. Stroud played Ohio State. That's pretty dang cold. Um, but he's been used playing in a dome. You mentioned Nico Collins. I want to say when Tank Bigsby went down. I mean, he just stepped right into that role. Like, they were kind of both the 1A, 1B of the offense. But Collins has been going absolutely bonkers. Since Bigsby went down, he's become pretty much a true number one. But one thing to watch for Baltimore is they get Mark Andrews back. So that's another weapon for Lamar. Uh, we'll see how that Texans defense uh, stands up to that. What do you think, Wade? Texans, Ravens, who you got? Well, you know, I hate on. I hated on – the Texans last week picked the Browns. Wasn't a good pick. Also picked the Cowboys. So what do I know? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's Lamar's year. I, I really wanted Pittsburgh to pull off the upset today so that we could see uh, C.J. Stroud go into Arrowhead against the mm -hmm. Chiefs. I think they would have had a tremendous chance to win that game. I think they still could pull off the upset. Uh, these two teams did play in Baltimore earlier this year to start the year. Totally different scenario. Uh, Stroud's grown a lot as a quarterback. Yeah, totally different team, it feels like, on Houston's mm -hmm. side. But I'm going to stick with Baltimore in this one. I think if there's any chaos, it might be on the AFC side. I mean, on the NFC side. Um, I think San Francisco is good, but at times they've looked a little 
suspect as well. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with for now. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Stroud do it. He looked really good. I don't know if I want to shy away from the logo colors with, with the 49ers and the Ravens. I mean, that's the that's the past couple of years. They've predicted it based on the colors that are used in the logo. So as we all know, the NFL is scripted. I really want to pick the Texans. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if I can go against the logo. I mean, it's, it's right there in front of our face. Uh, so I guess – Part of that, it's got to be the Ravens, but I would love to see C.J. Stroud and, and the boys go into Baltimore and get it done. Uh, Tyler, you going with Lamar? Yeah, I'm going to go with Lamar, but I would not be shocked if this game's come down uh, to the wire. I think that the Texans are strong on both sides of the ball, uh, but like you mentioned, you know, the logo, it, it's been happening. I, I'm hoping it keeps on going because the New Orleans, uh, if you I saw on posts on Twitter uh, that the two teams would be the New Orleans Saints and the Baltimore Ravens, I would love that a Saints fan. Well, it's going to happen. Eh, probably not. <laughs> but Gotta in this game, I am going to go with Baltimore. I think that the rest helps. So uh, this was a team. That was banged up. Uh, the way that Zay Flowers, like you mentioned, they're getting Mark Andrews back. I just think that this defense is going to have an answer for C.J. Stroud. I think that Lamar is going to show him uh, why he's going to be the MVP winner. Uh, so give me the Ravens at home. I like it. Um, you know, Lamar MVP. Someone came up to me the other day and asked, what do you think about Lamar? You think of MVP? And I was like, yeah, I mean, he's playing great. But if you look at his numbers – I think Dak's got better numbers. Purdy's got better numbers. So, Tyler, not saying that you think he's going to win the MVP, but what's that argument that you would make for him to win it? Uh, honestly, if I were saying who is going to do it, like I know that this is pretty much a quarterback award, but I would give it to Christian McCaffrey. I think that he's just been carrying that team. If you take him away from the 49ers, I don't think that they're good of a football team. I know that they got Debo. Brock Purdy, he's been solid. You know, they got George Kittle, Debo on that team. Uh, but I don't know. Like you mentioned, like Lamar's numbers isn't the numbers like a couple of years ago when he won the MVP. It's just like a quarterback award. I think that Dak, uh, I think that, you know, playing you got to play well in the playoffs uh, to win. Yeah, the, I mean, Dak's you know, the regular season should definitely mean something, uh, but really falling apart, you know, throwing two interceptions that game. If you look at the stat line, it's like, oh, that's a good game, 400 yards, but it really wasn't for Dak. Uh, but So I think that if Lamar just keeps on playing well, he's probably going to win it, but should he win it? No, I think that the award should go to CMC. So here's a number for you. Lamar Jackson, 3,678 passing yards, which I guess this could be a little skewed because he didn't play this weekend. Uh, but you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 quarterbacks ahead of him in the passing yards campaign. Um, one of those being Derek Carr. Uh, but I know you got to look at the rushing as well. Um, uh, but passing touchdowns, Lamar's got 24. Yeah, that's pretty low compared to everybody else. Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson's got more here. Uh, but then look at looking at the rushing side. Let me scroll a little bit to find Lamar Jackson. He's only got 800 rushing yards, which as a quarterback obviously leads the NFL. Um, with five, and then of course five rushing touchdowns. So when people, it's almost like the argument we were making, and for the Heisman, well, Jane Daniels has got this many passing yards, but he also has this many rushing yards. But he still led the passing yards category and led the rushing yards category. The Lamar thing, it's almost more 
it's like the complete opposite. We were saying the Heisman Award is a individual player award where the pro, the NFL MVP that feels like a team award a little bit to me, especially with Lamar being so such heavily favored, the Baltimore Ravens being the number one seed. It's just I don't know. It's a little skewed there. Uh, what do you think, Wade? Is Lamar Lamar your sure guy? Well, I, I think he deserves to be the favorite, and the reason is is the quarterback position has been really weird this year at the NFL. Uh, you've had a lot of injuries, you know, so it, it is surprising he's not higher up on those on those lists. Uh, but we've seen a lot of the dominant quarterbacks go down with with injuries for parts of the year, if not the whole year. So it just really feels like he's leading his team, um, you know, to this number one seed. And I think Neil's right. I think that he's a game manager. And um, I agree with that, Frazier. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in the NFL, you're going to look at the top-ranked teams and you're going to look at who their quarterback is. And, you know, that might be your MVP front runners. It's no different than what we're seeing with Brock Purdy. But to Tyler's point, since neither one is just blowing it out of the water, I think it's a perfect year to have it go to the just most dominant player in Christian McCaffrey. You know, I know the offense runs through him and other teams don't run the ball through the running back as much as the 49ers do. But at the same point, are we really, really going to give our MVP to a quarterback that doesn't throw for 4,000 yards? Yeah, there's got a 17 14 other season. quarterbacks in front of him. Like, yeah. that's... Uh, Neil Neil made a good point. Uh, you know, he does have very good field position half the time. I get that. Uh, he looks more dominant than the stats show. I'll say that. I think if there's going to be a year where a quarterback doesn't win it, it's got to be this year, and, and it deserves to be Christian McCaffrey. Um, let's let's pop back to Fraser Blunt here uh, about the Taylor Swift post from NFL. He, he's tired of him. I think everybody is, and it brings up a good point about the Chiefs and Dolphins game. I mean. Did, of course, they cut to her after every like big play. Uh, she was getting down in the booth. I think they had swag surfing playing. She was back and forth rocking. Um, anybody else see Andy Reid's mustache and the frozen like popsicle he had on his face? <laughs> it looked like a um, like a sea lion or something. Yeah, I don't know how you take that seriously. I think uh, old Clyde Edwards Hilaire tweeted out something like, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what coach was telling me in the third quarter. All I saw was like frozen snot stuck to his face, and I couldn't look at him anymore. I mean, that's oh, – goodness. I mean, the the box that Taylor Swift was in, in the first quarter she couldn't see because it was just ice up the side. I saw a tweet from a guy who bought a water and he took it out of the fridge, and it just turned into ice. I mean, that's how cold it was. It was, I don't know what the correct way. I was kind of surprised she was guy. there, honestly. It's playoff game. She's got to She's there. in the suite, so I'm I sure. I know, but it was hard to get there, and it was freezing. Like, she loves Travis. It's true love. It's a love story. I guess. Like, love Next story. trip, Buffalo, New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme where it said, like, Taylor like, was checking, in, checking into the nicest hotel in Buffalo. It was like a Motel 6. Um yeah, that'll – they won with her there. I don't – I didn't get to see the game, obviously. Was at the wedding. Uh, how did Kelsey do? Did he have a big performance for her? I didn't. He had a couple of catches for like okay. – well, it was on Peacock, so. That's um, right. Yeah, it was the most – I saw it was the most streamed. I don't know if it was – that was just all the Swifties, like paying five bucks just for that day to just see uh, Taylor Swift in the stands or just, you know, the Chiefs fan just – 
pouring their money and they're like, screw that. We ain't going to sit in minus 31 degree weather to see that. You already pay for cable. You shouldn't have to pay for a stream service like, to play a playoff game. game. Freaking streaming. Like, if you're going to put it on something, put it on Nickelodeon. Don't put it on a streaming service. Like, well, they could have put, I mean, they could have put it on NBC. Like, it's not like they had a different game going on at the same time. No, it's just a, a money grab, but it, it should have been a much better matchup than it was. I mean, the, well, the weather, I think. The weather into played into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, typically, I don't like get it while why um analysts are like oh miami's playing in kansas city that's so such a disadvantage because like half these guys are from florida anyways the chiefs guys are cold anyways but in this case you do have tua who's never played a cold game in his life every time he does he (laughs) sucks he's absolutely and he he looked really bad and and i guess some of the chiefs guys have been there done that at this point but it's not like these guys grew up in Buffalo or Kansas City or Minnesota. A lot of the talent base is from the South or or California, um, or Hawaii, to his or case. Hawaii. So, I think it, it the narrative fit with with Tua. Uh, he just hasn't shown up in these cold weather games. But on an interesting note, this will be Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game in his career coming up this week. So we finally get to see how he does outside of Arrowhead. Uh, it's going to be another cold weather game in buffalo uh buffalo's come to kansas city a couple times but we haven't seen patrick you know flip the script do we think josh allen gets his revenge i mean tonight he played out of his mind it's i mean josh allen turns it on when he gets he might win the mvp too Uh, we didn't really talk about him let me so Tua leads it in passing yards but josh allen's Two behind them. You got Tua, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen. And it's a 300-yard difference there. Um, Allen's got seven more touchdowns and five less interceptions. Allen, I think, leads the NFL in touchdowns. He does. He's got 36. Um, he had a ton so of picks, too, this year. Well, he's only got – oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Dak Prescott. <laughs> Dak Prescott's 36-9. Josh Allen's 29-18. and 18. Yeah, he threw a lot of interceptions. So forget what I just said about less interceptions than Tua. Um, but he's getting getting it done on the on the ground game. That's what kind of really jump started their offense tonight. He had that fifty-two yard uh touchdown run where he just barreled through defenders. Um so it I goes think, a long I think, way in this weather, you know, to have that yeah, weapon. I, yeah, because Mahomes isn't doing it. Um I'm getting Pacheco I'm getting looks like he's uh Got snowshoes on when he runs in the cold. Yeah, really. Uh, I'm giving the edge to the Bills, especially with it being at home. I mean, the cold weather, I don't think it's going to play a factor into how either team performs because you saw what they did this weekend. Uh, but I think it's time for Josh Allen to finally get his revenge. We're going to get a Bills-Ravens matchup for the uh, for the semifinals. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills, too. Uh, you know, they really hit that rut in the middle of the season. They weren't looking good. You know, they were 6-6, six and six, and then they they really – what are they now? Uh, won their past six games. Uh, so, they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, uh, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they're always tough. You know, with Patrick Mahomes on the field, you're never going to shy away from him, especially in the playoffs. But I think it's time. You know, Josh Allen has been so close, you know, to the AFC Championship and, you know, hasn't been to a Super Bowl yet. Uh, so, Bills Mafia is going to come out. Maybe we see more snowballs thrown on the field. Who knows? Uh, but I am going to go with Bills Mafia to win this one in this uh, revenge game. It's always a good one whenever the Chiefs and the Bills get together. 
Yeah, I mean, it's always the last second. Well, I guess two years ago, or last year, it was a little well, last bit. year was Joe Burrow, I think. Was it the last yeah. year that Joe Burrow went into uh, Buffalo and beat him? Yes, that's he right. beat that's Buffalo right. in the divisional round. Two years ago, the game went to overtime, right. and Mahomes yeah. got the ball first. Yep, the coin flip. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not going to be the case since the NFL changed their playoff rules. How crazy would it be if it goes into the playoff or into overtime this time and it's Josh Allen gets it done? He gets his revenge. I mean, they're going to have a field day with that. Uh, but I think just the way that this Bills offense is playing, you see that uh, the touchdown catch by Mr. Help me out here to put the game on ice. Uh, Khalil Shakir? Yeah. The two, like they could tackle. I mean, it's just nitty-gritty, hard-nosed football. Josh Allen yabba-dabba-doos his way through the defense and gets into the end zone. Um, Wade could call on that Josh Allen anytime touchdown bet. The only one that didn't hit uh, so far has been Amon Ross St. Brown. He let me down. Um, but I'm going Bills. I like their chances. Wade, it seems like you're leaning towards them as well. Not so fast. I'm going to go with Kansas City. We can't have three Bills picks. And look. It's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. You mentioned Josh Allen being turnover prone. James Cook is turnover prone. It's going to be cold. I feel like the Bills are going to outplay the Chiefs, but Mahomes is going to clutch up, get him out of there with a two-point victory. And I think Josh Allen makes a critical mistake down the stretch, him or Cook. So I'm going to go with uh, Mahomes. It just kind of feels like we've been ragging on him. We know the talent's there. We know the talent's there with Kelsey. Just feels like they're going to click at some point, and somebody better knock them out, or they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, and the world is going to be set ablaze by Taylor Swift fans because um, your color matchup could work with that too, right? Oh wait, no, because there'd be no purple team on the other side. That's they true. could be the red team. <laughs> It'd be all red. Um, well, I guess is there any? No, there's no purple. Yeah, I. T- the NFL would have a field day. Taylor Swift would be at the parade. Um, Travis Kelsey would probably propose to her, like because I'm sure retire. I'm sure y'all saw the leak. Um, since we're all big Swifties here of the TMZ report that they are planning to get engaged during the summer, and I was like, that's not something like you plan to do. Like, like it's a surprise. I don't know. I feel like that celebrities do though, because they like have to coordinate their schedules and their so, seasons. It's like, all right, on. June 23rd, we're going to get engaged because you're not going to be in Milan. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Chiefs make the Super Bowl and win. Pat Kelsey drops to a knee on the on the field after the game. and we He really might game. retire at the end of the year, though. That's something that people got to look out for. He's getting up there in age. I mean, now he's got a lot more fame to deal with. Wants to travel the world with his new boo. I mean... Well, what I mean, you've got J- Jason also getting up there. He might retire. He, he might he retire today. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> it makes more sense for him. Um, speaking of Eagles, Bucks, thirteen to three in the second quarter. The Bucks are are giving it to them. The winner of that game will be taking on the Lions. So let's make a quick prediction here. I think the Bucks are going to win, and the Lions will end up defeating them next week, and we'll have the Lions in the NFC Championship after winning their first playoff game and. 56 years? Was that the number? 32. 32? Okay, I doubled it. Um, but yeah, the Lions just feel like that team of destiny with Dan Campbell, Jared Goff. Nobody wanted him. Now Detroit loves him. 
Um, they had Eminem uh, leading the like the chant at the game. I mean, how does that not get you pumped? That's way better than Jack Harlow on the field during the halftime show. Uh, so give me a uh, Bucks and Lions, or I'm sorry, yeah, Bucks and Lions next week with the Lions taking them down. What do you think, Wade? Yeah, I agree with you, and and I feel much more confident picking the Lions in the second round uh, because they got the jitters out the way. I think the Rams were probably a harder matchup than either one of these teams. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take the Lions to win. I don't know how I want to go in the, the West Coast game, so let's, let's hear Tyler's take on this one, and then it might get crazy. I'm going to go with the Lions as well. First thing, though, Rams, cry me a freaking river about yeah. the holding. Call. Shut like, up. Come on, like, shut up. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to say the thing I'm going to say to you. You had your chances to win the game. So piss off. You go home. Go on your couch. I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm honestly rude for Texans, Lions, and the Super Bowl. That's what I really want. Uh, we'll see if it happens. The Texans have to take care of business in Baltimore. Uh, and But I think that the Lions, you know, they got their win. Uh, really all the pressure was on them. You know, it was at home at Ford Field in front of a sold-out crowd. Matthew Stafford, his homecoming. Rams played well. Pupko Nakua went bonkers i mean the yeah, man crazy. put up 180 receiving yards i mean he was definitely like the of the season uh, so yeah that's pretty much going to be cooper cup 2.0 there in puka nakua and that offense uh but really liking the way that jared Goff has been playing uh so i think that they take down the bucks uh, and move on to the nfc championship i would say cj stroud's probably going to edge out puka for rookie of the year huh with probably, uh, yeah. you know of course them winning I mean, it's a hard one. If there's a wide receiver of the year award, that's got to go to go to Puka there, especially as a rookie. All right, so Wade, you hinted to it. The West Coast matchup, Packers at 49ers. I really want to pick the Packers just because I think it would be hilarious that everybody wrote them off after Aaron Rodgers leaves. Then you've got Jordan Love, just the, the destiny of quarterback right there. Um Give me the Packers. Why not? Let's get weird. Let's take the Packers to upset the 49ers next week. All right. I'm going to go with the Packers, too. I'm going to go with the Packers. We got two Packers. Like I said, there's going to be at least one number one seed that goes down. I think that the the double buy or or buy is going to definitely hurt whatever team comes to this. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers. They absolutely took it to the Cowboys. Cowboys, I thought that this was going to be the year that they at least make it to the second round. Maybe they, they get lucky to the MC Championship. No, they did not. Uh, but Jordan Love is playing well, and they got healthy. You know, Jair, Jair Alexander is back. Uh, and, you know, I think that this is definitely uh, – this is a team that's, like, woken up. Like, this was a team that started off the season pretty slow. Uh, Jordan Love was – trying to figure it out with this offense, uh, but they're not skipping a beat. I mean, every time that the Packers get into the playoffs, it feels like they go on a run, and I think that this is going to be the, the year that they do it, and they catch uh, the 49ers sleeping and pull off the upset. I like it. We got two Packers, Wade. Does that screw up your pick? Mm, no, I'll take the chalk. I'll take Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. I, I really could see the Packers winning this one too, guys. I think that, you know, the Packers being hot, even in the end of the regular season plays a big role in this Christian McCaffrey hasn't played in two or three weeks. Um, so that could go one of two ways. I mean, he could be very well rested or he could be rusty or both. So um, I could see it happening, but I'll take the 49ers. Um, should the Packers win, I would feel really, really good about picking the lions uh, to get to the Super Bowl. 
That would so, be awesome. A nice little Packers Lions like Thanksgiving uh vibe for a Super Bowl berth. That'd be pretty cool to see. So I I'm not gonna remember everybody's picks, but but we got two for Packers, one for 49ers. We'll see how that plays out. Of course, we'll we'll recap it next week. Maybe we'll have Jacob next week. I don't know. Um, but we'll you'll have to stay tuned for that one and hit that subscribe button if you're watching here in the chat. We're at 291, once we hit 300, we're doing a giveaway. We're very close. Um, shout out my boy Addison. He was at the wedding this weekend. He hit that subscribe button for us. So uh, with that, we got to get to Dog of the Week. Who got that dog in them? Brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go over to SeatGeek. Use code BELLYUPSPORTS for $20 off. Possibly get a ticket to the playoff game. Didn't need it. Uh, for the Buffalo game because they announced first come first serve. Once you get in there, just sit wherever you can. Oh man, that would piss me off. <laughs> yeah, I that would suck. You got some nice fifty yard line seats, lower bowl, and it's just nope. Sit wherever you want. Um, and that's who you just dog. have to go through three feet of snow to get to your seat. Yeah, really. Uh, my dog of the week goes to the Bills fans that showed up at six a.m. this morning to shovel snow. Yes, they were paid $20 an hour, uh, but it was like negative 20 degrees. Uh, they got fed a meal, so that's a pretty good perk. Too. And if you got to be in the stadium working and on the field, they got that field cleaned up pretty, pretty quickly. It was like 9 o'clock that it was the field that all the snow off of it. But then the camera panned up to the stadium, to the seat, and that was, that was rough. Um, I don't know how they did it. I saw one video they made like – Sort of ramp to shovel the snow onto, and then it would go down to the bottom. And once it was clogged, uh, so he just jumped on the ramp, took his shirt off, and slid <laughs> down into the snow to get it to keep going onto the field where they could dispose of it. So, my dog of the week is all the Buffalo Bills fans that showed up in the negative degree weather to shovel snow so they so their team could play a a, a divisional or a, I'm sorry, play a playoff game and win. Uh, move on to the divisional round. Wade, who do you got for dog of the week? All right. We've already sung his praises. I'm going to go with Jordan Love uh, for knocking off the Cowboys on the road. Uh, him and CJ Stroud had very identical or very similar, almost identical stat lines. but Two yards. Two yards yeah. difference. But Jordan Love did it on the road. And since it's the dog of the week, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but we all know Dak Prescott goes, here we go, here we go, before every snap. And it probably was just the cadence for, uh, you know, the kneel down play or whatever. But Jordan Love goes, here we go, set hut, and kneeled it down. I don't know if there's any love lost between those guys or not. Uh, but I think when it was you a little it, jab. Take yeah, like jab 90 times a day. I mean, you probably pick up on it and just say it. So Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Love, dog of the week in two ways. I like it. That's a good pick. Tyler, what you got? It would be wrong to not include a Lions player. I'm just going to go with the player that I've been riding with pretty much all season. That's Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, his uh, 10-yard catch pretty much sealed the deal, and the Lions fans uh, went nuts. Uh, they were able to celebrate, got their first win in 32 years. You know, the Bengals got their first playoff win a couple of years ago, uh, so it's definitely a nice feeling for a Detroit fan. Uh, but Amon Ra, he really showed out when he needed to. You know, that's – we could have gave it to Jameer Gibbs, anybody. We could have given it to the whole dang city because they definitely deserve it. But I'm going to give it to Amon Ra for the dog of the week. That catch he had, I think it was on that, that last pivotal third down to come back 
and then fighting for those extra yards. That's basically what sealed the deal right there in one of my games. So, and he's rocking uh, the blue hair. Yes, I did see that. He's, he's going with a little hair dye for the playoffs. So uh, very nice. An extra special dog of the week to our loyal listener, Matt Jones. He always sends them in, but he's on his honeymoon. Just got married. That's where I was this weekend. So congratulations, Matt. There's your extra. You got that dog in you. So yeah. You, uh, made it through the weekend. Made it through the flight. Um, and kind of same situation. Woke up a little little still tipsy from the night before, but he made it on that flight. And he's, he's relaxing on his honeymoon. So uh, if you got a dog of the week, let us know in the comments. Maybe give one to Neil. It's negative seven degrees in Dallas, and he's still tuning in. Um, bundle up, Neil. Don't freeze. Uh, but, yeah, let us know in the comments your pick for Dog of the Week. Uh, let's get to some college football news here. Of course, the big one that was announced uh, Thursday was uh, Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. Um, and then shortly after, it was announced Bill Belichick was leaving uh, New England. So that was a whirlwind. Um, coaching changes in the coaching world, but apparently Alabama got their guy with Kalen DeBoer taking over as the new head coach from Washington. I feel like he was maybe fourth or fifth in line there. They swung and miss on Dan Lanning, Steve uh, Sarkeesian. I don't know if it was ever offered uh, to uh, Lane Kiffin, but the audio came out of him saying, I'm not leaving Oxford. I do not want to coach at Alabama. So that they made that pretty clear, but I had another pick for Dog of the Week, Jimmy Sexton. I mean, that dude got Nick Saban retires. His other four guys get contract extensions, and I don't know if he reps DeBoer, but he might. He does. Yeah, DeBoer so, changed like in the off season to Sexton. The man just made himself some money in terms of commission between all these contract extensions and new coaching hires. So, oh. I wouldn't want the Bama job right after Nick Saban. I mean, the expectations nope. are impossible. Talk about it all weekend. You've got, uh, you know, 17 years there. He won six championships, uh, only had 29 losses in 17 seasons. That's less than two a season. Um, and he's sticking around with an office in the stadium. Yeah, that one's tough, but I mean, DeBoer's won everywhere he's gone from like Division three to high school to college. So, Tyler, what do you think of the hire? Um, I'm going to – it's like a good hire, but like you're not going to get as good as like Nick Saban. You know, there is going to be a drop-off. You know, we're seeing uh, a lot of guys enter the transfer portal. And most yep. – like Isaiah Bond, he's already committed uh, to Texas. It sounded like Jalen Milrow is going to be playing, uh, but – the key player to watch uh, is Caleb Downs. Uh, he won uh, freshman honors uh, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, it was announced they were going to go after uh, Georgia's DC, uh, but Georgia's DC uh, stayed. Uh, so Downs is kind of on the fence whether he wants to stay or not. But like you mentioned, you know, DeBoer has won pretty much everywhere he's been. You know, the D3 level uh, at Fresno State. Uh, and, you know, at, at Washington, they made it to the national championship. Uh, but really, the knack uh, to him is that he's not that great of a recruiter. Uh, yep. At Washington, his class was like ranked in the top 50. Fresno State was the same thing. But, you know, Alabama can recruit itself, but can it still recruit if, it, you know, Nick Saban's not there? Like, national championships aren't going to be guaranteed. I know that he's going to be in the building. I mean, but we that, knew that, mean. that was going to happen, uh, but it's not the same 
Sam being out on the sidelines. Uh, so there's going to be a little bit of a drop off, but thank God, honestly, like as an LSU fan, thank God. Like it's like, I'm surprised that this happened, but bye-bye. There needs to be, I think that Georgia and Texas, they're probably going to be the two top dogs. Uh, and then we'll see what LSU does uh, this year. Uh, but if you're looking at Alabama's schedule this year, it is absolutely brutal. You know, you get Georgia. That's going to be his first SEC game that Kalen DeBoer is entered to. Uh, so welcome to the SEC. Uh, but, you know, Kalen DeBoer, he did well with his quarterbacks. He's definitely going to – we'll see what he does if Jalen Milrow. You know, Will Rogers, he's in the transfer portal. Does Will Rogers go to Bama? Who knows? Uh, but I saw something I think that he was committed. He's committed to Bama. I don't know if that was true or not. Um, I but I did see Will Rogers to Alabama, which – that would – I don't know who I'm taking in that situation. Will Rogers, obviously, is a great athlete. Didn't really fit the scheme at St- in Starkville this year, but he's got the tape from the past couple of years. Um, and then Jalen Milrow is not the air and out type of player. So, what do you – do you go with the guy that won you some games and got you to a college football playoff? Or do you go with the guy that's just thrown for a ton of yards? But it's – different animal in alabama i mean they're expecting 10 win seasons and that's a that's a disappointment if they get it so just just throwing that out there i don't i don't know about the hire um let's see neil's got a it says the ad was in seattle thursday night yeah but i think a lot of calls were made to texas uh to mr steve sarkeesian definitely to oregon dan lanning um and ole miss it sounds like uh, DeBoer was fourth on that short list or maybe wasn't even on it until these guys all turned him down. Mike Norvell, another one, inked a eight-year, like over $10 million a year, which is kind of surprising considering the state of the program that Florida State's in, not knowing where the conference would be. Uh, but what do you think of the hire, Wade? I mean, I think they got the best guy. I mean, Dan Lanning is a defensive coordinator from Georgia. I see he has the SEC ties. I would have been okay with that hire, but he hasn't really gotten over the hump at, at Oregon. Washington had their number this year, ultimately. Kalen DeBoer wins um, a lot. I understand the knack of the recruiting, but he's not recruiting the Seattle, Washington anymore. He's got real players in his backyard. He's recruiting to Alabama, and the name's going to recruit itself for a few years. It's his job to maintain the name, but he'll get his guys. People are going to want to play for Alabama. NIL money's there. Uh, this reminds me a lot of when LSU hired Jay Johnson. I mean, everybody thought the LSU job was going to be coveted by Mike Bianco and that all these guys were just going to leave their current jobs to come to the top dog, and, and they didn't. And you just kept going down the list. But you settled. But you settled for a guy that had, you know, really gotten to a national championship. That's a home <laughs> and, run hire. Yeah, it was a home run hire. So I – Look, this guy just was in the national championship. Had he had a roster like Alabama's, I think he would have won it. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a really good hire. I think that, you know, if, if you feel more comfortable letting him coach for two or three more years, then you go get him, sure. But maybe you won't be in a position to go get him. So they just went and got their guy um, before college football turns on its head and we have all these funky divisions and 12-team playoffs and Alabama becomes a, a thing of the past. They have to, to act quickly, and they did. So I like it. I'm scared as an LSU fan. Um, I think Alabama's not going to be like the clear-cut preseason number one, but they were already trending away from that anyways. But right. 
there's no doubt in my mind that they'll be a top 12 team and in that playoff. So that that's what this hire was all about, was was getting a guy that keeps them relevant, keeps them winning. Well, and they had to make the hire quickly as well because it's looking like Michigan's going to have an opening with uh, Mr. Uh, I just blanked on, on his name. Harbaugh. Brain fart. Harbaugh. Uh, interviewing over there at uh, – the Chargers, I think, is the, who he's interviewing with this Chargers, week. Chargers, so, the Cowboys. Yeah, possibly the Cowboys. Bill oh, wait, Bell, they're they're right. hired their guy. Never yeah, mind. they hired uh, Mayo. I think Michigan uh, would hire within with uh, Sean Moore. I think yeah. they would promote him. Got an interesting stat here. Yale is the college with the most national championships. That is true. Bama yep. is number two. Hmm. Good to know. That's Thank uh, you. called dominating the 1910s versus dominating the 2010s. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is but true. it is true. And and uh, if Yale and and the rest of the Ivy League schools were allowed to be in the postseason, you know, maybe they would be up there with the South Dakota states of the world and, and continue their dominance. Um, how do y'all feel about the Nick Saban having an office in the facility? overlooking the bore and like making sure it's run the right way i know how I'm i not gonna tell the man no but i i don't I mean like if i'm the board, like you can be there but this is my team now like you yeah. can you can like have your opinions but this is my team and he's gonna do it a totally different way i mean the is gonna have a different culture about the team it's already gotten to a more national recruiting base but alabama's always gone out and got their guys um you know, from the West Coast. Alabama's not Georgia. It's not Texas. They don't have the recruiting hotbed that some of these other states have. So they, they've right. always nationally recruited. Um, but I think DeBoer is going to bring a, a little, you know, fresh blood to it. You're not going to see the same assistance recycled throughout the SEC. Um, That's going to be the big thing. If yeah. Nick Saban was always able to reload, Right, offense coordinator gone, defense coordinator gone every year. No problem. Get a new one in. I think that shows a testament to how good of a coach he was. I don't think that's going to happen in Alabama because, I mean, I'll tell you right now, they're not. I don't think they're going to win a national championship next year in his first season. They like said it takes some time. I'm sure they'll still be good and competitive, uh, but I think it kind of knocks them down a notch, which it should. They had arguably the greatest coach in college football history for the past 17 years, and he's gone. So they're going to lose a lot of guys. They're going to lose a lot of recruits. Uh, do you think him being there plays into the recruiting situation at all? Uh, I mean, some of them are saying like, oh, they'll, he'll just meet with the recruit day of, hey, how you doing? It'd be great to have you here. But in the end, he's not ultimately coaching you. He's not playing a role in your time at Alabama. So do you think that weighs into some factors for the recruits? His success plays a factor in it because of the, the legacy he's going to leave at Alabama. But anything he does this going forward in this role to me is irrelevant for from a recruiting standpoint, but I would feel just as confident going to Alabama as I would any school if I was a recruit next year in terms of am I going to be in a position where I'm going to get to the NFL and be developed. I mean, I think that he's going to leave that mentality behind, and I think DeBoer is you know, smart enough to continue it. Um, the only other place I would put – up there would be Georgia at this point. And, and this is Georgia's time to go for the, the kill shot, right? They went and hired Traverius Robinson, who was the last remaining defensive coach on Alabama staff, um, you know, allowing Alabama to, to not 
promote him or something. So mm-hmm. they, they see it. They're seizing it. And um, But, yeah, I, I don't think anything that Saban does going forward impacts recruiting, uh, but I think that his legacy will hold on for a few years. Okay. No, I, I could see that. I, I like that answer. Um, but it could end quickly. I mean, this college football is changing every single day. Every so, speaking of that, I heard a, a pretty good proposition brought up by the Mic'd Up crew over uh, in Baton Rouge. They said that Saban should be promoted to almost a commissioner of college football. I mean, he's grown with the game, has so much influence on the game. With how where college football is going right now, you can't rely on the NCAA to police this, right? I mean, the, the conferences already don't care what the NCAA says. So you almost need like a sole commissioner of college football with that being Nick Saban. And maybe he works it out with NCAA and NIL and transfer portal and TV contracts. Cause he's people respect what he has to say. Right. I mean, he's been in the game for so long. You look at college football, he's changed the game in a lot of ways. I'm saying a lot of good things about Nick Saban, even though I hate him. Um, but Tyler, what do you, do you think he's just going to sail off into the sunset? Maybe take an an uh, analytical or a, a TV announcer job, go on college game day, take over Lee Corso's spot because somebody's got to. I mean, he can't be around there much longer. Let Lee Corso be your commissioner, <laughs> Lord. Um, or does this commissioner role sound like something that might be might be good for college football in the long run? I just don't think that there's going to be a commissioner ever in college football. I just think that we're just at the point that the conferences are going to do whatever the hell they want and just pretty much stick the middle finger to the NCAA because the NCAA doesn't really any control like anything in college football unless like you get a slap on the wrist by them, like a, a violation of you know recruiting or something like that. But you never really hear just happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see if they were come- that they were offering the uh. That player, the whole Florida State thing, Wade and I were reading it when I was in town, $15,000 a month to be on the team. Like, they, of course, it doesn't come out who the player was or anything like that. $15,000 a month. That's insane. Like Probably not even on the high end. Yeah, I'm sure these players are getting a lot more. So that's – they got to do something about it. We talked about maybe a salary cap or, you know, they pay – the play each player's salary and then they're allowed to do their own endorsement deals but it needs to be put in an escrow account form where they can't touch it and it's just like you get this money when you go pro but if you leave then it's voided (laughs) yeah they sign a contract three four-year contract um and once you fulfill your obligations you get the money uh i don't know that's the 15 grand a month when i heard that number now the same could be said for the coaches i mean I think Washington should probably take DeBoer's bonus that he got last week right back because he turned around and left and didn't cause them to have to panic and overpay for a coach. But they made a good hire, so I think it worked out. Yeah, they got Arizona's coach, um, so we'll see what he does. But it's just fake money at this point, right? I mean, Mike Norvell's making over $10 million a year. Um, he has like two good seasons with Florida State, and they're like, "Oh my god!" He was about to get fired two years ago. Now, if exactly. I hired him, that would Harbaugh was bad. about to get fired too. Yeah, and then I mean, people were calling for Brian Kelly's head this year because of how bad Matt House was in the defense. He's but making ten million a year. Matter that much? Like, yeah, you got to have a guy that keeps your program in line, but like, 
that was Ed Orgeron's downfall was not keeping the program in line, but the the talent won it for him. Like Jim Harbaugh's got the program falling around around him, and and the talent wins it. Like you just need somebody that can keep the roof up, I guess. You need <laughs> like know. a good, like a good, almost like a good CEO. The CEO hires people to do their job. You just need like now hiring players. Yeah, players, um, assistants. It's it's just the team manager. At the numbers are getting up for up there for some mediocre coaches. All, all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, well, you Saban had it written into his contract that every time somebody was paid to become the highest paid coach, he would get a bonus to then he would become the highest paid coach. So you're just it's a dangerous game you're playing because you're chasing the next person. I mean, say LSU wins the national championship two years from now. Okay. Brian Kelly's going from 10 million a year to probably like 12, 13 million. And then so-and-so Steve Sarkeesian's going to say, Hey, I want more money because we made it to the playoff and I, he's getting paid more. And then you just goes down the line to where everybody's just going to want more to where in the end, the fans are going to get screwed because we're going to be paying $45 for a beer in the stadium uh, to, to help pay for the, the coach like Dodgers, Dodgers fans with Shohei. You're going to be paying 45 bucks for a thing of French fries. Um, so get ready for that one. Uh, but it's you can argue it till you're blue in the face. College football is all about money. That's why you see him sign these big deals with uh, the TV, uh, the news stations. You got ESPN and SEC with their huge deal. It's and it just trickles down to the NIL and the boosters. Like, wait, I told you in the car this weekend, if I got all this money. I don't care that much about getting a player to possibly help us win a national championship. I'm going to spend it on something. Yeah, you got else. bigger priorities in life. That's just me. I don't know how this guy is paying this uh, Florida State recruit 15 grand or nine grand, whatever the number was, a month to just be enrolled at the school. Like, that's insane. Um, but that's a rant for another day uh, because JJ McCarthy has announced he's going to the NFL draft. With a little sidebar there. What do you think about that, Tyler? So too uh, early for him. I probably would have come back just because how uh, this quarterback class is shaping up. Of uh, you know, Quinn Ewers is coming back. Uh, Bo Nix is going to be in there. Caleb Williams announced uh, that he's going to be entering entering the draft. So there's probably going to be like three quarterbacks go in the first round. You'll probably like Michael Penix, Bo Nix, be day two guys. I'm sure that there's going to be. Some team that probably drafts. Uh, J- I think that J.J. McCarthy can go either early, probably in the third round is the earliest round that I would put him in. Uh, but we'll see what system he goes into. Uh, but it's figured that w- one more year would be great. You know, you're seeing that Blake Corum, he's going on. Donovan Edwards announced today that he's coming back. Uh, so I just think that another year could have done him good. Uh, but maybe we know something that we don't. You know, maybe that's a sign that uh, Mr. Harbaugh is going to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, Harbaugh called J.J. McCarthy the greatest quarterback in Michigan history, which I guess he's the only one to win a national championship. Um, So there's that. He's got that going for him. Uh, So did Caleb Williams officially declare? Yep. Okay, Mm -hmm. because I saw a report that he wasn't declaring until he received confirmation that the Bears would trade the first pick. I mean, this stuff has got to be made up by now. Like, dude, you're not – you're – He's I don't think he really said it. Yeah, I'm, this like it's got to be made up. There's no way they're letting this 20 year or 21 year old kid decide like what franchises are doing. Like, dude, you're there to play football. 
You're not there to run the team. You're not there to get ownership of the team. This is how the NFL has worked for years on years. You're the best player, supposedly. Number one pick in the draft, you're going to the worst team. Suck it up. Um, well, who do you think that would be? Because I, I don't think the Bears are keeping the number one pick. Uh, probably just Washington or either New England move up a spot. I don't yeah. think it's going to be anybody below them. I mean, maybe Atlanta makes a move for them. It's whoever falls in love with Caleb Williams and trusts them in the draft process right? Uh, enough to do it. Otherwise, if you're on defense about them, I think, you know, you're probably viewing them the same as a guy like Drake May or Jaden Daniels uh, potentially. So if you're not all in on Caleb Williams, there's no point in moving up. But a team like Atlanta, like you said, Tyler, that's that's a team to watch because they have no shot at any of the three of them unless they make a move up. And they have some young talent. Um you know, that they could pair with some draft picks and they pick pretty trade early. Away Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you could trade Kyle Pitts. They should. To get up and move up with like, you know, Washington or something, you know. Um, like the new coach. Yeah, guys. Like Washington might not need to take a quarterback this year because and unless they're getting Caleb Williams, I don't know if you could guarantee that those guys are gonna be better than Sam Howell next year. And then in the 2025 draft, you would have guy, you'd have your pick of the litter with um, some of these other guys. So uh, Quinn, yours to me would be worth waiting for over, you know, trusting my franchise in the hands of Drake May or maybe even Daniels. I'll say it now. It's one. It's January 15th, 2024, 8:47 p.m. I think Kel Williams is going to be a bust. I don't believe in him at all. I think he's gonna he's gonna be like a. Jamarcus Russell, too big of a diva type of not show up to practice Damn. because he's doing media deals or some some crap like that, or he wants ownership of the team. Uh, I think he'll be a bust. That's just me. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, uh, I'll come out and say it. Uh, if he wins the you know offensive rookie of the year next year, I was wrong, but I think he'll be a bust. Uh, so I see him being a little better than that. Maybe like. I see him the being Baker better than Jones. Bryce Young was this year. Be, uh, so I, he could be on like a level of a Daniel Jones, like playing good when you need him to and maybe getting a good extension, and then he just kind of disappears. I think he's kind of like Kyler Murray in a way. I mean, off the field and on the field. But yeah. The good thing that the Bears, like say that they take Kale Williams, you only have to wait a, a couple of rounds, and they could either get, you know, maybe Malik Neighbors is on the board, uh, you know, room of Dunze. I'm sure that Marvin Harrison Jr., like if the Cardinals are at number three, the, the Cardinals are going to take him. They need some help. You know, Marquise Brown, he's not going to be it. You know, Rondell Moore, his contract is starting in too. Uh, so, you know, the Bears could really do all – go all offense here. You know, they can get Caleb Williams at one and then, you know, just get the best available wide receiver to pair up with DJ Moore because that's pretty much all you have in Chicago. You don't have anybody else. Like Cole Komet, he had himself good games, but he was very inconsistent. Like, it's like DJ Moore, that's pretty much all you can throw to. And the running backs, they're abysmal too. I think they need to sign someone. I don't know if the uh, Justin Fields experiment is done in Colorado or Chicago just yet. So that's why I'm not sure if they'll want to deal with both of them on the roster like that. Um, but if they are done, I would definitely use them as trade bait uh, to get a couple more picks. Like you said, take Caleb uh, Williams at number one and then maybe try to get another pick in that first round to get a top tier uh, receiver. 
probably don't have to draft a running back in the first round. I don't think there's anybody this year that's worthy of a first round, like have to get them, you know. Um, but they definitely need some help in that situation. That's all I've got, guys. Of course, we'll continue to preview the draft. College baseball is coming up in about a month. We're going to have some big things coming out for there, some prediction shows there, um, some previews. That's kind of our – I think it was our bread and, bro- bread and butter last year, especially when LSU made that that deep uh, postseason run, winning the Natty. See if they come back and repeat at number two. Um, quick question here. Tyler, you and I texted about it. Wade, would you be able to hit a 98-mile-an-hour sinker uh, if you were a college baseball athlete? I don't think so. They've got uh, – I can't remember his first name, but he's, he was a, he's a sophomore for LSU. Uh, Moffitt Jr. He's a, yeah. Aiden Moffitt, uh, he's throwing, he's topping out at 99 with a fastball, and then he hits you with a 97, 98 mile an hour sinker. Like that pitching combination there, that's deadly. Um, they got a pitching the, lab going on down there. Yeah, just like uh, Wake Forest pitching lab is is the big big deal at Wake Forest. What they was it called the pitching lab? Remember yes, they yeah. about it for forty. They shoved it up our throats. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, well, that pitching lab did you a lot of good against Tommy Tanks in the uh, semifinals there. So we'll have some big college baseball content coming out. That's uh, I'm excited to get into that. We'll do a preview. Um, are we going to get a preview on the SEC talk uh, on uh, SEC baseball? Uh, we'll see. Boy, yeah, it's up for we might have to do one. <laughs> we'll yeah, see how sure. much knowledge we have. You know, I know that we have a lot of knowledge on LSU, uh, but Florida's going to be a lot really of guys good. have yeah, left yeah. and new teams. Yeah, yeah. this is, yeah. I mean, this is going to be the last year uh, before Oklahoma and Texas joins. Uh, and so we're going to see Oklahoma and Texas uh, get their first ace uh, in football. And then whenever the, the next spring season kicks off, so that'll be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, the SEC is going to be loaded again in baseball, as they always are. Yeah, I've got a connection with um, – uh, I guess he's an assistant coach for Mississippi State. Uh, maybe we'll reach out to him, see, see what, he's, what he thinks on his dogs. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for that. Make sure you hit the subscribe button um, to to be looped in on college baseball talk as it comes up. Um, anything else, gentlemen? Before we, nope. we throw it in, all right. Well, we appreciate everybody watching. Let us know your picks uh, for for next week's playoff game. So we'll we'll see where we where we are and how how right we are all picking the Packers uh, way taking the 49ers. So y'all have a good one. We hope you all hope stay you warm are. this week. Yeah, I'd love to see the Packers win. Uh, We hope everybody stays warm, bundled up in the Arctic freeze, uh, and then hopefully it warms up and we can uh, can enjoy next weekend's football game. So with that, we all hope you have a wonderful night and a good week.